Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Hebrews, I'm going to read to start by reading from Hebrews chapter 3, says, By faith, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen are not made of things which do appear. The Bible says that all creation, the Bible says that he upholds all of creation by the words of his power. You know, the words that we speak and the words that God spoke were the creative force of, of, of the earth. He used words to create. When he formed man, he did uh, form us out of the dust using his hands. But for everything else, he used his words. He spoke and it was so. Second uh, Corinthians 4.18 says, While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are unseen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things that are unseen are eternal. So the word of God is the greatest force in the universe. The Bible says about Jesus. It says, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. You know, before Jesus was Jesus, he was the word. At creation, it was the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity working together. The same power that Jesus had when he walked the earth, the, the word has today. The word is full of power. That's why he said, is not my word like a fire and like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces. That's what Jesus was. He went on the earth. He was a fire. He was a hammer. He broke the work of darkness. He, he said, I've come to, the thief has come but to steal, kill, and destroy, but I'm come to give you life and life more abundantly. He said, I've come to seek and save those who are lost. He said, I've come to destroy the works of the devil. And so the power that Jesus had is invested, fully invested in the word of God. But the word of God to work needs certain elements. The word of God to have jurisdiction on this earth needs humans' interaction and involvement. The word is creative power. The word is a force that'll dispel all darkness. The Bible talks about Jesus in John 1 and it says, it says, uh, in him was life, and the life was the light of man, and the light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehends it not. And so the light is always going to overcome darkness, but the Word of God needs some elements to function the way it was supposed to function. And those elements, that main element, is our human spirit. You know, the reason why we do, you know, obviously we do healing school here, but we, we you can have a room full of people, and one person, there's a lady who testified, one a lady who came, I think it was the last session of the session before, she actually came for two sessions. And she came taking 25 different medications, had arthritis, had diabetes, couldn't sleep, was sleeping with oxygen, had sleep apnea, sleeping with an oxygen tank. And by the time she finished her second session, by the time she finished her first session, she was off all medication, off oxygen. By the time she finished her second section, session, she had, didn't have arthritis anymore and her blood pressure was normal. Healed completely, totally healed, lifelong, thing, well not lifelong, but, but diseases and conditions that she'd had. And then you can have someone else who comes for the same two weeks and doesn't receive hardly anything. Oh, it was good. I enjoyed the preaching. But no, but no result in their body, no result in their life. What's the difference? The one, is the, the one esteems the word and hangs on to the word and believes the word. The other one, the devil's able to rob the person and take the word and, and make the word unfruitful in their life. The word's powerful. The word's full of life. The word's full of power. The word's full of grace. There's really nothing that can stop the word when it's mixed with faith. There's nothing that can stop the word that's mixed with faith. So for me, in doing healing school, I remember when I called Pastor PJ, I've, I've been doing healing school for two years now, but when I first started a couple sessions in, I called Pastor PJ who did the healing school before me. And I said, Pastor PJ, I want to see more miracles. I want to see greater breakthrough. We're seeing people healed. We're seeing breakthrough, but I want to see more. There's, 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 
this person came in in a wheelchair and they left still in the wheelchair. This person, you know, this person came and, and he stopped me and he said, the only question you have to ask yourself is, is your heart alive to the word? And so I ask you the same thing. Is your heart alive to the word? The Bible says in Proverbs 4, my son, attend to my word. Incline your ear to my sayings. Don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. They will be life to those who find them and health to their, all their flesh. Is, is the word of God alive in your heart? Because when it's alive, when there's an expectation, when there's a trust, when there's a leaning into the word, that's when it's going to produce for you. Before Pastor PJ left, when he was still the healing school pastor, I'd just become a pastor here on staff. I remember um, having this conversation with him about faith is action. Faith is action. Faith is action. We were talking. He said, no action, no faith. Faith jumps. Faith leaps. Faith responds. Faith is action. Faith moves. If there's no action, it's not faith. And I just got hired on staff. I just started teaching the Bible school about two weeks before, three weeks before. Been hired for, yeah, about three weeks. We were in heat and we were in camp meeting. And Pastor Arnie did an altar call and I felt to go back to the altar uh, call room and help, help them with the altar call. And so I went back and I was waiting. The, the pastor who was leading it did his thing. And then at the end, he said, okay, the people are going to come around and lay hands on people and pray for you. And there was a gentleman at the back. He was in his mid-50s. He was from Texas. Uh, a gentleman uh, walked over to him and I said, sir, what do you need? And he said, well, he said, pastor called for people who a storm has come against your life. He said, I was on the mission field eight years ago. He said, I've been on the mission field. And while I was there, I got hit with this thing in my body, this chronic fatigue. And he said, it's taken me out. He said, I I sleep 18 hours a day. My wife has to take care of me. It's totally derailed my life. And I just don't know what to do. And he's sitting slunched over in his chair. He's like leaning, like he's sitting back up against the back of the chair, but he's like slouched into the, into the next, the chair beside him. And so I get ready to pray for him. Like, I just want to lay my hands on him, you know, and pray for him. But I felt in my spirit, faith is action. If he's healed, he doesn't need to be slouched over. Faith is action. This is what was going over on my heart. Faith is action. Faith is action. Faith is action. The word was coming alive in my heart. Faith is action. I'd been meditating on the word and having this conversation and it was coming alive. Faith is action. No action, no faith. And so I said, sir, stand up. And he looked at me like, what do you mean? He looked at me like, what do you mean stand up? I'm, I, I just told you I couldn't, you can't even sit up straight. And I said, stand up. And he stood up. And then in my spirit, I felt we need more action. This is action, but we need more action. And before I knew what I was doing, I grabbed him. I picked him up and I started to jump with him. This is a grown man in his fifties. I picked him up. I squeezed him. I started to jump straight up and down with him in my arms. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw the ushers looking at me like eyes bugging out of their head. Like, what's this guy doing? And and in my head, my head was actually fighting me. My head was saying, what are you doing? You're, you're, you're embarrassing yourself. You're embarrassing this guy. But in my heart, I was saying, faith is action. We need more action. And so then I set him back down. I took a step back and I just watched to see what he would do. And he looks at me and goes, "Woo!" and as high as he can, turns and does a karate kick into, into midair and starts running around. And, you know, he got totally actually, let me take a step back. I set him down and then I laid my hand on his chest and I went to pray. And this came out of my spirit. You foul spirit of death, come out in Jesus' name. And I had never prayed that before for a spirit of death to come out. And I stepped back and he goes, woo, and he does this karate kick. He came up to me three days later and said, hey, you're the Bible, <laughs> he was a Bible school student. You're the Bible school student who's been praying, who prayed for me, aren't you? I said, yes, sir. 
He said, I've been totally healed. I've been running up and down my stairs at my hotel. He'd come in from Texas. I've been running up and down my stairs at my hotel, got totally healed by the power of God. But what was that? That was a word that was alive in my spirit that produced that. The only question you have to ask yourself isn't, am I still in pain? It's, is it, am I alive to the word? If you're wondering about finances, I don't know, I wonder if they're coming in. If you're asking, I wonder if it's going to come in. Stop focusing on when it comes in, what's coming in. Start putting your eyes on the Word of God. Let the Word of God come alive until you have an expectation in your heart when no one can even talk you out of it, where it doesn't matter what, what the, the story brings, that no one can talk you out of what the Lord has for you. There's, there's got to come a point where the Word of God comes so alive to you, that's so real, that you say, you, you, just like if an atheist came up to you and tried to tell you that there's no heaven and no hell. You say, there's nothing you can say. I got a relationship with Jesus Christ. He's come alive in my heart. I know Him personally. You can't talk me out of it. I haven't seen heaven. I haven't seen hell. But more than I know my name is Ryan, I know there's a heaven and there's a hell. And I know how to get to both places. And I know which one I'm going to. It becomes so real. It becomes alive to you. Take the word this week. Take the word this month. Take the word these last 87 days of this year and make a decision in your heart. I'm going to let the word of God come alive. Fixate your eyes. The Bible says in Proverbs 4.20, my son, attend to my word. Incline your ear to my sayings. Don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for they will be life to those who find them and they'll be health to all their flesh. The Word of God is powerful, carries healing power, and it's available to you. But for us, it's about waking up and taking the Word of God for ourselves. God has great plans for us. God has great things ahead for us. God has strength for us. God has everything we need. But it's coming alive to His Word. Come alive to the Word of God. What words dwelling mightily in you? What words bringing you joy? What word's producing life in you? If you say, man, I'm not producing any fruit, then let the word of God come alive. Take the word, meditate on it, think about it, speak the word, spend time with the word, sing the word. Take it, take it as this is my daily companion, this word of God. Pray in tongues, then speak that word. Let the word come alive on the inside of your spirit. I love you. God bless you. If these podcasts have helped you, if, uh, if, if, if you enjoy them, if you would do us a favor and share on your Instagram, your social media, your Facebook, whatever it is that would help us greatly. We love you. God bless you. We'll see you on the next podcast.